and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist talking how we could live in a more functional way, a more independent way, a more occupational way with things and ideas that are near and dear to my own heart, talking different ideas that hopefully can help you. We've been tackling many different subjects, many different topics this whole season for the Love of Series. We talked about apartment styles and house styles. wanted to talk about a different type of layout plan that may or may not help you. We're going to argue for and we're going to argue against and ultimately leaning towards against the idea of the open floor layout, which is very common in many different types of house styles, especially in Israel, many house styles here on Long Island and in New York in general, but there are reasons for and against it. In general, the idea of an open floor concept typically turns the main floor living area into one unified space, Whether other where other homes have walls, separate the kitchen, the dining, and the living areas. These plans open these rooms up into one undivided space, the great room. That's from Wikipedia, I believe, just the example of the definition of what it means. So basically, you walk in and you basically could see everything. Everything is out there. There's a lack of walls, a lack of storage space, which we're going to argue against. That's one of the reasons against it. But it's a very interesting idea in theory. Homeplans.com points out, H-O-M-E-P-L-A-N-S.com, an open floor plan can foster family togetherness as well as increase your options when entertaining guests in your own home or your own apartment. So if you have a wall and you knock it down, you can have this fostering of togetherness. By opting for larger combined spaces, the ins and outs of daily life, the cooking, the eating, and the gathering together become shared experiences. In addition, an open floor floor plan can make your home feel larger, even if the square footage is modest. So you want the house to look bigger, you want the apartment to seem larger, you knock down the walls. ePlans.com points out whether you're building a tiny house, we've talked a whole episode of, of my fascination with the tiny house, how it could help, a small home or a larger family-friendly re- residence, an open concept floor plan will maximize space, according to them, we're going to argue against in a minute, and provide excellent flow from room to room. Open floor plans combine the kitchen and family room or other living space or the dining room for those houses that have and not every house does, into a single great room that's perfect for relaxed, entertaining, and informal gatherings. An open concept floor plan elevates the kitchen to the heart and functional center of the home, often featuring an island that provides extra counter space and a snack bar with seating. Vaulted or decorative ceilings add drama. So the idea to have it is that it really lays out the house. It really opens up the house. It makes it seem into one great large area. Everyone can be included. Everyone can be involved. Even the person preparing in the kitchen corner, not the kitchen room anymore, can talk to people in other areas without having their voices being bounced off the walls, without being excluded from conversations or excluded in activities. So that's four. But against, I'm going to argue against, a garden for the house.com explains a contemporary open concept house resembles a very large studio apartment. If you remember the other day, we talked about apartment and house styles, especially the studio, which for an apartment, I'm a big fan of. But if you're talking a house, it's a different thing. The studio is basically everything in one room in an apartment. Everything is on view. So you open the front door, you'll immediately glimpse the living, dining, and cooking areas. It might be a terrific space for entertaining. Just keep in mind, you won't be able to escape the crowd by hiding out in the kitchen. The kitchen is missing walls and a door. 
And a garden for the house.com points out that the author explains that they have a true confession. You know, when they grew up in an open concept house, it was a challenge to practice piano there, that they were a budding concert musician because of constant competition from a television set. The TV was turned up high in order to drown out the cooking sounds that emerged from the kitchen. And yes, the noise was unbearable. Consequently, all of the, the, the author's homes, all of their homes when they were an adult, including New York City concepts here, have been closed concept because there's an element to love the privacy that the walls, the rooms, and the doors provide. You could also love the quiet privacy that every old traditional home has to offer. So, yeah, it might seem beautiful that there are no walls, but there's no privacy. There's nowhere to hide out. There's nowhere to get the quiet. You know, if you want people to talk in one room, the walls can bounce them off over there. You could go practice in another room. You know, if I want to play my guitar in the kitchen, there are walls and the living room won't be as loud. Whereas if it's one huge room, when I'm playing my guitar, playing my songs, playing whatever, everyone in the whole house will see me and hear me quite loudly. Housebeautiful.com argues against the open concept as well. Somewhere in the early 1990s, room became a dirty word. That's when American builders first began eschewing the notion of distinct rooms designated for, you know, distinct purposes. Instead, they started touting the attributes of the open plan, a concept that would grow steadily in ubiquity over the next few decades. To culminate in our current state of vast echo chambers posing as interiors. Anyone who has ever watched an episode of Fixer Upper is all too familiar with the sight of the leads of the shows marching through soon-to-be-renovated projects demanding walls be demolished left and right. It's not a suburban phenomenon either. In New York City, where the author lives, the new standard apartment layout, even in luxury units that miraculously don't skimp on square footage, is some spatial amalgamation of entry, kitchen, living, dining space separated, at most by a kitchen island. Or if you're really lucky, a pony wall. Why? Why is this? Why do people hate the closed concept? The author also asks... Why is there an utter avoidance of walls? When did the noble interior wall, a necessary structural element and a blessed provider of privacy, not to mention shelf and art hanging space, you lose walls, you lose shelf space. You lose walls, you lose corners and nooks and crannies to put those boxes in. If we didn't have walls, I would have nowhere to put the second couch. I would have nowhere to put the, the Lego box or to put the other little tiny kid couch. I wouldn't have anywhere to put anything. You don't have space. I wouldn't be able to hang up stuff. Why do you want to get rid of all this? Why is it the enemy? Is it our destiny to be forever shedding walls until one day we wake up in a dystopian future living in glorified gazebos with an area room divider in sight? We could understand the instinct to connect the kitchen and family rooms, encouraging spillover of the kind of hangout that inevitably happens around an eating space. But consider this. You're hosting a dinner. A dinner party, you have labored to create a beautiful and delicious meal in the process, letting cleanup fall by the wayside. Very common for me and people in general. So much work goes into making holidays and Sabbath, especially in the Jewish Orthodox realm. And on a regular night, there's so many dishes. So your guests come sated and happy. You know, you're waiting to do the dishes till they've gone home. So you sit down at the carefully set table only to find you're staring down across one wide room, the precarious pile of dishes in the sink. Not to mention the smell of the dishes, not to mention the sight of the dishes, not to mention the gross looking of the dishes and maybe touching it if you have to go wash your hands. While you enjoy dessert, the smell of the main course wafts across the entire expanse, marrying the taste of the chocolate mousse with a pungent reminder of the earlier salmon or whatever you were 
you were serving. Besides that, what kind of existence will we have built if we can't ever, during a tense moment, ask to please speak to someone in the other room? The home is a space for real lives, after all, not the stage for an experimental, experiential drama playing out for all to see. The suggestion could be instead of knocking down innocent walls in your home, To allow for a family-friendly gathering place, try actually using all the rooms in your house. Why should the dining room be reserved for, you know, holiday dinner, Hanukkah dinner, or Passover dinner? Let it be used every night. We try to sit down in the dining room every night for dinner. Why let the living room be a museum to a lost area, especially those houses that have dining rooms and living rooms and, and dens and family rooms and great rooms? Our house has a living room, a dining room, and a kitchen, and we use all the rooms all the time. Gather in your living room. Enjoy the art that's hanging there. Enjoy the pictures. You can even mount a TV there if you want, if you have a table. Sit at your living room table, no matter how formal it might seem. Yes, you can train your kids to behave in there. While you're at it, eat off your best plates. There's no day like today. And HDTV.ca also points arguing against the open floor concept. It's less privacy. There's more distraction while trying to work or practice or play music, etc. Easier access to dangerous items for little kid. How true that is for my kids. If there were no walls, they would literally be on the stove all the time. Cooking aromas are felt all over the house much more pungently, not in a good way. Visual clutter, you can't hide the dirty dishes. The noise travels, noise aromas are all over, especially if there's no partial walls or full walls to block it. And I'm not saying there should be wall to wall to wall. I love the idea of having doorways. We have doorways between the kitchen and the dining room, like a half a counter. And between the living room and the, and the dining room, we have a beautiful alley uh Doorway, you know, it doesn't have to be full, full, full walls with doors. It could be doorways also. You know, there's a lack of coziness when you don't have walls. It, it reduces the storage space majorly, majorly when there's no walls to put things up against. The energy efficiency goes down. There's less wall space for all things, including photos. And there's extra expenses to do the job to make it open and to make it available. So we're talking the idea of the open floor concept. We talked a little bit about for it, but I am majorly against it. I'm curious to think of what you think. You're always feel free to email me at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. This has been Mr. T on OT Talk with Mr. T.